Hello, listeners. How's everyone doing? Welcome to a new weekly episode from Everywhere We Go, The Recap Show. I know what you're asking, though. What will you be doing on this episode? Just recapping the games? I don't need you idiots to tell me who scored, but that's where you're wrong. Each week, me, Ollie, and a variety of special guests will talk through all things FPL Draft and more. If you want to win your Draft League, this is the place to be. Mostly, of course, though, you'll get the unfiltered, unleashed, and unchanged FPL Draft opinions from the one and only Mr. Ollie Radford. How are you doing today, Ollie? Uh, I'm a bit ill. You can probably hear it in my voice. Um, I'm back up in Leeds, which is why we're now doing this. Uh, we're doing this via Zoom. But yeah, obviously it's just been fresh this week. I don't go to uni, I should just clarify. <laughs> but um, just going out a lot up here and it's killed me off, basically. Yeah. Which is good. But um, but you're you're in fine nick for today's episode. Oh yeah, it it doesn't the football doesn't stop. It just, <laughs> doesn't. it just hurts a bit more. If you're an avid listener of Everywhere We Go, Ollie Radford actually runs our draft F- our fancy Twitter league uh, team. Yeah. Um, how are we doing in that, Ollie? So I was actually quite hopeful going into um, last night's game. This being recorded on the Tuesday. Yeah. So it was Leicester Forest yesterday. I thought, oh, here we go. I've got Patson. It was Patson Dacker versus James Madison. And uh, I was leading by a few points. <laughs> and then Madison went and got 18 points and I lost. <laughs> yeah, that's so, He's a match winner. I think, I think we're sat in fourth or fifth in the league. Yeah. I mean, there's there's obviously whoever's got Haaland's just winning at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's the same in our in our normal league. The person who has Haaland is like 100 points clear from everyone, which is a little bit annoying. Yeah. Um, but so, listeners, today, uh, what we're going to be doing on this recap show... Uh, is we're going to go every week through some um, power rankings of the top goalkeepers, the top defenders, the top midfielders, and the top strikers. So today we'll be outlining uh, where things stand in that front. Apart from that, though, uh, on this podcast, we're going to go through some trade ideas. Obviously, the uh, on the normal flagship show, there's not that much time to talk about trades generally, especially because the deadline is quite soon. But on these episodes, we're going to really be, uh, be focusing on some trade options in the future. We're also going to be doing some deep statistical dives and um, on players and teams, just me and Ollie going in. And uh, yeah, we'll be recapping on how our nailed on segment has gone. So for this week, um, I went for Brennan Johnson. That's a no, as Ollie mentioned. Charles went for Trent Alexander-Arnold at home to Brighton. Unfortunately not. Henry, on the other hand, actually went for the aforementioned James Madison. So uh, what a pick I up I feel like there. Henry's doing really well. He's doing quite well. He's, 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 been, he's been banging them in. But anyway, I say without... that, I, I just remember him picking Pope and Newcastle <laughs> got a clean sheet a few weeks he ago. No, he definitely has a knack for it. But Ollie, so are you ready for today? I'm ready. So what we're going to do, listeners, is go through all the um, positions, as I mentioned, goalkeeper, defender, midfielders, and strikers. Um, and we're actually, um, in keeping with the FPL draft style format, we're going to draft these positions in, in, uh, in our power rankings. So how are we going to rank these players? Well, we're going to go off current form, upcoming games, and then just the good old eye test, Ollie. Yeah. So just from watching from watching a lot of games and a lot of football, um, if there's any players that just stand out as well, we'll move them up the rankings a bit. But mainly going off a sort of stats approach and uh, the form that they've been in. This is only the beginning. Okay, so Ollie, with the first pick, who are you going for? I'm going Nick Pope. Oh wow! I know. So, uh, 
So Nick Pope so far this season is the top uh, point scoring goalkeeper. Um, and he's got Brentford at home coming up, um, which I think is a very favourable fixture as well on top of that for him. Um, I think Newcastle have been very strong defensively. They've had some issues up front, but I think defensively they've been very good. Um, and yeah, I just think, I think, you know, he's, he get, I think it's one of those things as well, goalkeepers, we really underestimate how much getting the extra points here and there for saves is. Yeah, yeah. So someone like Jose Sarr, I remember last year, I think he may have ended as the top point scoring keeper or at least up there. He's definitely up and there. And a lot of those points came from Wolves just getting, you know, teams taking shots at Wolves. Mm. And he was making, he was getting the the odd every, like most games, an extra one or two points from saves. So I think Nick Pope's benefiting from that as well this season, but also getting some clean sheets. Yeah, he's got Brentford coming up, then United away, then Everton at home, then Spurs away. And then he's got Villa, Southampton and Chelsea. So yeah, decent fixtures. And as you mentioned, yeah. a strong defence. So with the number two pick, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go for Edison here, obviously. Oh, I've got the same. Yeah, it's got to be Edison. Um, say you have the uh, lowest expected goals against and have the most clean sheets with four. Um, Edison also rarely one of those players which uh, you can you can sometimes count on for an assist, which is crazy. I mean, he has two assists in his Premier League career, but when that happens, I mean, obviously you're not relying on that. But, you know, City are defensively, at least, the, the, the team you're going to back for your clean sheets the most. They're going to be up in games the most. I mean, realistically, when they're playing the bottom 10 sides in the Premier League at home, you can expect them to get a clean sheet, which you cannot say about many other clubs. Um, but pick number three, Ollie. what do you reckon? Right, I've gone, I've gone rogue again. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Aston Villa's Martinez, who uh, is the so so so. Listen to me, listen to me. He is again the third highest point scoring goalkeeper, yeah. again because I think he gets those shot bonuses. Um, and I feel like what also what should be mentioned is when they get uh, a clean sheet or things like that. He's normally normally these these keepers from these teams get in the bonus points, yeah. two or three bonus points. Um, and they've got decent fixtures coming up. They've got Forest away. Of Chelsea at home is going to be, you know, a difficult one. But mm. they've got Forest away, then uh, Chelsea at home, Fulham away, Brentford at home coming up. So the next four games aren't, you know, Chelsea. We're not too sure how they're going to be with Potter, especially from an attacking output. Yeah. Um, so I just thought he's, you know, he's actually been doing all right this season. Yeah, and uh, I think Villa, Villa's fortunes will turn. I mean, they they kept Leeds down um, this weekend. Gone to, I think it was under 0.5 expected goals. Wow, against. So I mean, they've been doing doing well defensively, at least at least in that game, and I think they can carry it on. Yeah, Martinez is Villa's highest scoring player with 34 points, um, which is quite a stat. Um, I think that's fair. I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a big <laughs> a bold call there, Ollie. But we'll we'll get we'll ride with it. Um, yeah. In fourth place, I'm going to go for Aaron Ramsdale. Wow. Um, obviously, the Arsenal keeper. We've got the, I should say we, trying to be objective. Um, Arsenal have the second lowest expected goals against 6.9. We've got Leeds coming up and then Leeds. The only thing about the uh, Edison pick and this pick is that City and Arsenal have a blank game week in two weeks. Where they, yeah. where they, where they should have been playing each other. However, I think nonetheless... Um, Ramsdale has been one of the best keepers in the league and will be one of the best players going forward. So I think round fourth spot is right sort of, right sort of spot for him there. Um, Ollie, what do you reckon? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with having him there. I didn't have him there, but I was, I've gone even weirder. Just don't even ask who I've got. I don't know what I was on last night. <laughs> who, who are you gone for at the fifth spot then? At the fifth spot, I've gone Hugo Lloris. Uh, 30 points so far this season. Spurs defence hasn't been completely at the races or at least as good as I thought it, they would be. I thought they'd be one of the best defensive by far yeah. um, this season, but they just they, they haven't been yet. But hopefully they'll get there. Um, and they've got Brighton away, obviously new manager in at Brighton and Everton at home. Manu away, who hasn't been, you know, the Manu of old and then Newcastle yeah. at home. So, and then, I mean, if you want to go further, they've still got Bournemouth away then after that so some very good fixtures coming up for Spurs and I feel like they that's almost what they're lacking now they yeah. are surprised I was shocked to see that I mean before the Manchester derby I think it was they were joint on points with City um mm. in third and I think defensively is where they really need to to just tighten up and get those clean sheets so then Conte can be a bit happier yeah, were there any were there any other players that didn't make this list then? Because this is this is obviously a combined list from me and Ollie. Any any other players so, you want to shout out? Do you want to know quickly? who 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 I had in fourth? Who? <laughs> Eva Melier. Oh, why? How? Right. Just, How? Just, just what about Allison? Bear, bear bear with me for a second, okay? It's the whole Mel- so Leeds concede the most shots in the league. Right, and I was really just hammering this shot bonus point, that point, okay. and also obviously if they get the clean sheets, they get the bo- the keepers get a lot of the bonuses. And with Palace away, Arsenal home, Leicester away, Fulham at home, I just thought they got a decent run of games. Because mm. mm. so, I mean, some of the some of the some of the sort of better better teams and better keepers, yeah. just have shocking. Like look at like Liverpool. I don't want to go near Allison with Arsenal away and City at home. Yeah. Oh, no, you're, but 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 you know Liverpool are still. I mean, they're having a bad defensive season, but they're still. Yeah, exactly. They're having a bad defensive. They're season. They're still fourth but... in expected goals against, which yeah. is which is big. Uh, so yeah, the goalkeepers. Then let's recap. So we've got um, Pope in at number one, Edison second, Martinez third, Ramsdale fourth, and Hugo Lloris in at number five. So let's move to the defenders. So um, if you don't mind, Ollie, I'll take first pick here. Yeah. If you don't say this player, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I'm going to obviously go with big William Saliba here. Uh, no, you've not. <laughs> oh. He's the top scoring defender in fantasy. Uh, stalwart at the back for Arsenal. Um, there's there's no way he's going to be... I mean, obviously going into the season, he's uh, had a strange Arsenal career, loaned out over two seasons. Um but there's just no, there's no debate right now. He, I, I think I'm surprised that you, you even think there's a, there's another player comparable in this position. I mean, I know Arsenal have got the, um, the blank game week in two weeks, and Liverpool coming up this weekend. But aside from that, we've got Leeds away, okay, Southampton away, fine, Forest at home, fine. Then we've got Chelsea away, and then Wolves away. Arsenal's fixtures looking great, and uh, Saliba's just unbelievable at the moment. Can I just say I've got Saliba down an eight? Oh my god! Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who have you who have you gone? Who are you going for second then? Second, second. It's it's gonna be Cancelo. Yeah, Cancelo second for me. I I don't think I need to say anything. Like he is second highest point scorer for defenders with forty three points. We've already been through the city games that are coming up. He's got very good sick games, especially this week coming Southampton at home. 
And the man is just a magician on the ball, just <laughs> outside the foot pinging. He like he, the thing is as well is that he's always it, weirdly he's nailed on at City. Yeah, it's a very rare thing. He will either play left or right back. So you know, just depending on injuries or whatever sort of tinkering Pep wants to do. But mm. I mean, he's he's a guaranteed starter. No, you're right. Actually, I wrote down the same thing. It's a it's rare that you get a clear starter in that City side. Um, last season, 19 clean sheets, seven assists and one goal. Don't get me wrong. This guy is an absolute fantasy draft stud when uh, when, when you're talking about defenders. But I just think that Saliba just, just edges him now. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, but coming in at third, I've gone for Trippier. Ah, oh, I've got Trips in two. So nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trippier is just, I, I mean, I have him in my team. Um, but I as, I as I've mentioned on the normal pod, Big into Newcastle defender this season. Trippier as well obviously takes those um, free kicks, those set pieces, which is good. Um, he's the third highest scoring defender at the moment. In his last three, he's got eight points, five points and seven points. And what I love about that is that, that five points comes when they didn't get a clean sheet and he got an assist. So yeah. you get a variety of points coming from um, Trippier. Um, the only only thing about him is the injuries, I think. And uh, But I think yeah. third spot is pretty deserved for him right now. Uh, Ollie, number four? I've got Eric Dyer. Oh um, wow! Yeah, yeah. okay. Eric Dyer. Explain yourself. It's the Spurs fixtures for me. I like I like the fixtures that are coming up. As I was saying about Loris as well, I think Spurs are going to start getting some clean sheets and Dyer at that back line. Yeah, I, he's the one that starts every single week because we're not sure about the wing backs. Yeah, he's the one that starts every single week, and he's already got two goals this season. So you know, if he he carries on, he can he can definitely get a few more goals because um, mm. they've got good set piece takers at Spurs from corners or free kicks. Yeah. Um, so I just think he's the best one out of that Spurs back line. No, you're right there. I mean, yeah, he, I, I was writing some some prep for this and uh, I wrote Van Dyke down around in this list somewhere and then I wrote Dyer and I just said, same, same for Van Dyke, but just Spurs, which is a ridiculous comparison, I know, but he is yeah. that player that just starts in that back, in that back five for Spurs. He'll be there every week. Uh, but moving on to number um, five, I'm, I've got to go for Trent here, to be honest. I mean, I know he's having a down season at the moment, but there is really no player, fancy player like him when he's on form. Um, obviously, as, as I said, a bit of a poor season at the moment, getting a lot of getting a lot of um, hate in the in the media for his defensive um, ability. Tifo, Tifo doing a video on him. Gary that was Neville brilliant. slating him last night as well. But Ollie, I just thought this would be a good time to mention. So obviously, infamously, three seasons ago, you took Trent with the number one pick. Yeah, got and, ridiculed. <laughs> and a similar thing is happening now. So can you explain what happened three seasons ago, maybe? So so basically, well, we have to rewind four seasons. Okay. Um, I had Trent in my team and he ended the season, I think it was second or third highest point scorer. Yeah. And obviously like way above all the other defenders. Mm. And um I really just thought Liverpool was going to kick on. Um and they didn't basically. So I had the first overall pick. Um and this is this was Trent what when he was like 18, 19. I thought he was going to, you know, he's had another like he's had a season under his belt. He ended the season really well. Yeah. I thought guys, he's, he's you know Gonna be more one of the one of the more nailed on to get consistent points with clean sheets. Uh -huh. 
um, at Liverpool. But it was that season where obviously Matip was out and Van Dijk was out. And ev- mm. ev- I mean, they just couldn't keep clean sheets. I got ridiculed for it. But I think everybody, it, I mean, fast forward now, three years, yeah. everyone's now realised that defenders are actually very key in this game. Mm. So I was just ahead of my time. And it was yeah. just a very, very... But do you see some of the same things happening then that are happening now with Trent? Or do you think you'll turn it around? No, because that season wasn't really Trent's fault, if that makes sense. Like, there was there was the injuries at the back, like... Um, Verge. So yeah, Verge was out, and it was just it was just a a mess at the back at Liverpool. Yeah. Well, like now the issue is is that realistically that back line, <laughs> like you would expect. I mean, Robertson's not been out of this season. Yeah. Van Dijk realistically hasn't been the Van Dijk of, as old, and that right centre back spot, Gomez, Matip. I mean, we haven't even seen Carter yet. Mm. Yeah, so it's just uh, the issue this season is I just don't think Klopp knows what his best back line is at the moment or, or what's going, or at least the midfield in front has been a lot weaker. I think it's been mm. a big issue, but it's, um, it's something that I would be slightly worried about because at least, at least in that season, I had hoped that Van Dyke, you know, if he's injured, he was going to come back. He didn't come back, but yeah. <laughs> you know, that was like, Oh, it's because of an injury. This is like, you have no excuses. Yeah. Trent is just not performing. Mm. Um, who are you going for in the sixth spot then? Uh, Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Wow, Ruben that's, Diaz. that's much higher than I had him. But um, okay, he didn't um, start against United. No, um, but I just think he is the best centre back they have there. Yeah, um, and he w- he will realistically play. I think when he I think he he was just coming back from injury or maybe he had a little slight knock. Yeah. Um, so he didn't play in the Manchester derby, but, um, yeah, I think when he's fully back fit, he is their best center back. And again, he's probably, you know, he's a threat from set pieces as well. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go for, um, it has to be Reese James really. I mean, going off yeah. reputation here, however, um, yeah, Reese James, uh, is just an absolute demon in fantasy when he's scoring goals, especially the one thing I'm a bit worried about is whether he'll play the same role in this Potter system. I mean, uh, it seems that these, the, like these, they're playing what three one three three or some some mental formation like that. But Reese James had a very good game against Palace. Um, I think he'll st- that Chelsea will start to pick it up. Um, you know, going forward, uh, they've got Wolves at home, Villa away, Brentford away, then United, then Brighton, and then Arsenal and Newcastle. So for the next three or four games, I think they've got very kind fixtures and they should start to turn it around. Uh, moving on though. Who have you got at number eight, Ollie? Right, you're gonna hate me for this. Why, Kurt Kurt Zuma? Explain yourself again, please. He's not on um, my. He's not even on my list. He's not even on your list. No. So Kurt Zuma, I watched the uh, West Ham Wolves game, and they they won two 0 and I just thought they were actually quite dominant and quite strong at the back. Like okay. I know Wolves isn't exactly. a prolific attacking team they don't have a striker but i just said i just thought they were really solid okay they just looked like the old west ham from last season um like they've come back from this um international break bowen's back skamaka Mm. was there starting and that's almost it was almost the team that i expected to see the season yeah uh from the start of the season so i just thought 
And Zuma, for me, I mean, we all forget almost this season how he scored so many goals for Chelsea from set pieces. And West Ham, I mean, typically a David Moyes team is really strong from set pieces. The clean sheets will start coming and also the goals are going to start coming for Zuma. Yeah. That's Uh, literally it. I Okay, well, (laughs) it's good you have good foresight in that sense. Uh, It's head or heart here, Ollie. I think I'm going to go heart. Um, it's Gabriel. It's Arsenal. I've got him in at nine. I've got him in at nine. Um, don't get me wrong. There are lots of defenders around this sort of range that you go for. However, Gabriel's played every single minute of Arsenal's campaign. Um, as you saw in the North London derby on the weekend, he does have a silly moment in him, which is quite annoying because apart from that, he's a very, very polished centre-back. Um, however, yeah, um, he's got, um, he's, he's a mainstay in the Arsenal team. He scored five goals last season. And as we mentioned about Arsenal's fixtures coming up, aside from them missing a week against City in uh, two weeks. Top scoring defender last year. Yeah. As in like goal scoring. Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think Arsenal, you know, as said, second in expected goals against. um, So they're a very good defence. So back the good teams here. Um, Ollie, who have you got at 10? Diego Dallo. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I'm just going to completely disregard what happened on the weekend at the Manchester yeah, derby. Yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, realistically, that could have just been anybody. Mm. And, I mean, Haaland's net and hat-tricks for fun. Phil Foden thought he'd get in on it. You know, why not? But Diego Dalla, I just think he's getting a nice relationship with Sancho. Right. Um, with uh, Anthony, sorry, down that right-hand side. And I've seen him, he hasn't been getting the ball, but I've just seen him sat in a lot of space in a very good area when... And they, the United just sort of need to switch the play. And they were doing it a lot better in the City game, the switching of play. They're yeah. a lot faster at it, but I mean, it's just against City. So I was just thinking about it and I was like, he's, he's been sat in those spaces for so long and now it looks like they're going to be able to maybe get the ball across to him more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, I think United will score a lot of goals this season. Um, and... I think he could be one of the one of the main providers from that right hand side because Anthony obviously loves chopping in, but yeah. they need a more sort of traditional wider player. To, no, I don't. Uh, to I don't mind there. that. I don't mind that at all. I mean, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think United are going to have a good season. Um, I think it is quite funny that whenever they lose a game, it's like, oh my god, United oh, have lost the game. The world's over. They've lost yeah. the city. They've lost the city, and it's like, well. City are probably the best team in the world right now, so I don't, I don't really blame them for that. Yeah. Um, but moving on to, where are we? A number 11. So I'm going to go for Ivan Perisic here. Okay. Spurs should have been a better defence, I think, coming into the season. Um, but the th- good thing about Perisic is, and what you were preaching uh, before the season, has the highest expected assist at, uh, at Spurs and the highest ex- expected assist per 90 with 0.38. And that's the expected assist of 1.7, I should have mentioned. But um, yeah, he's a great attacking fullback. And if Spurs can start to nail down the the back end of the pitch, um, I think he's, you know, the first choice left back there. I mean, obviously there's some there's some tension about whether, you know, who's going to start for Spurs, but I think he's the most one of the most nailed on fullbacks as they come. Um, so yeah, I think him here at number eleven is decent. What do you think, Ollie? Yeah, I mean, obviously, big thing that everybody likes about him. He can take free kicks with both feet. That's mental. <laughs> it's Andy Casola. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can do that. Yeah. No, he's, you know, you can't. <laughs> Who are you going for at number 12? Matthew Target. Oh, yes. In my team. Uh, yeah. 
So I'm going for him mainly just for, you know, having Pope number one overall in the clean sheets and Newcastle being solid. Obviously they um, had a good result on the weekend. Can't remember who they were playing, but they batted some, some team four one. Um, <laughs> definitely wasn't Fulham. Uh, so I just think he's, he's a very solid player. The only issue is, is that sometimes he's out the team. Uh, yeah. It does seem to be because of injury issues most of the time, less mm. than tactical reasons. Um, he was out of the team against Fulham because of tactical reasons, but obviously they've got Dan Byrne in there because Mitro's just, I mean, in the air, just different. So yeah. they went for that. But I mean, besides that, I, I, I would think Matt Target will start 90% of the games for the rest of the season. And I think Newcastle will have a very good season. Following that, I'm going to go for Van Dyke here. As you mentioned, Liverpool's defence is a bit all over the place right now, but Van Dyke is that guy in the in the Liverpool team. Never going to be dropped. I always feel like he's going to score a header as well whenever I watch Liverpool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what I mean, what more can you say about him? Obviously, having a bad season, but in terms of how, you know where it goes, the players you want in your team, as Dan will tell you, uh, you never ever want to see those zero points, especially in the defence. I feel. Um, yeah. So having those nailed on centre backs, I feel like the the trade off with defence to an extent, is you go for wing-backs, which can offer better attacking returns but might not be in the team, or you go for centre-backs that are nailed on, going to get those clean sheets, potentially bonus points and headers. But I think and I think that Verge is a good illustration of that. Um, Do you know what's Matt? Verge isn't even in my list. Oh my God. Yeah. Who, who are you yeah. going 14 then? Okay. We're going Tyreek Mitchell. I don't mind that. I actually don't mind that. I, I mean, it's you are still mental, but yeah, sure. Um, Tyreek Mitchell, uh, obviously Palace. I was really big on the Palace defence before the season started. If you looked at the last eight games at the end of last season, I think they had, had the second most or third most clean sheets. And I thought they ended really well. And I always like it. I just thought, oh, they've sorted out their defence. They've really got that. They obviously recruited. They got Decore in, who's a really good a defensive midfielder I thought they were going to be so solid but yeah. it hasn't hasn't happened as of yet but Mitchell's the most attacking one he's also a nailed on defender for those two points mm. um, which is always nice and I think they will they will come come good Palace defensively I think Joachim Anderson's class obviously Gehi I think that's a great partnership so yeah I, I've got him in at 14 um, and then to round it all off I'm gonna I'm gonna stay true uh, Ben White I think here I mean, on the main podcast, I have been saying for a while that he's going to be dropped by Tomiyasu, but I'm I'm come, starting to come round on that. I think he's nailed down that right back spot, and um, and yeah, I think uh, as I said, back those good teams. Ben White should be in there, and uh, yeah, he's going to close off the defenders. Next, let's move on to the midfielders. So moving on to midfielders, Ollie, this is where, I mean, you're scoring the most of your points here. You've got players that, you know, should be forwards, maybe they're, but they're down to midfielders in the game. This is just the big one, isn't it? Um, who started the last round? Is it my, my pick or your, your last pick? Uh, you picked first last time, actually. Well, okay, okay, you can go for this one. And I'd be shocked if it's not. We don't have the unanimous decision. It's, it's, it's got to be KDB. Agreed. It's got to be. It's got to be. There's no way I around mean, it. Like he, him and him and Harland are just seeing pictures that no one else is. Uh, 53 points this season, top scoring midfielder so far. Obviously, great fixtures coming up. Southampton at home, good luck. 
Good luck, boys. Uh, what I love about Kevin De Bruyne right now is he has eight assists already. That is mental. The, uh, the assist record is obviously 20. Um, I think they'll 20. be 20. Yeah, share between De Bruyne and Henri. Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is just gonna he's gonna smash that this season. Uh that's yeah. unanimous. Uh moving on to number two, though. I've gone for Phil Foden. Okay. The reason behind that is that I is had because... him there as well. Good, good. Um, the reason behind that, obviously, hat trick on the weekend. Um, as we touched on this before, this city team starting to become predictable is scary because it means that these players can really, really unanimously come in and get some points here. Um, Foden started every game for City this season. He's got five goals and three assists and 50, 51 total points. Um, yeah, I think this is just with these City players. And we're, I mean, we're obviously going to find out with a striker as well. And you you would have had uh, Cancelo top of your defenders list. Um, there's just no stopping them right now. Uh, no. So, so yeah, Foden, number two. I mean, links up very well with Haaland as well, which is scary. Yeah. Um, who have you got at number three? I've got Man Like Matters. James Madison. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, obviously got a brace last night and at least one assist that I know of. 18 yeah. points. He's already got five goals, two assists this season. He's uh-huh. the fourth um, top point scorer for the midfielders. I mean, for a pretty bleak season for Leicester, he has really been there. Their knight in shining armour. And um, I think Leicester are a team that have been really poor at the start of the year. And I think they are going to improve. And But Madison has already been at the the lofty heights that he has been. So if the team improves around him, mm. I can see more assists and things coming his way as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love Madison and I'm gutted to not have him in my team this year. He um He's a great player, very consistent performer. He's actually one of those midfielders which is uh, unusually quite consistently uh, performing in fantasy, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, Coming in at number four, though, I'm going to go for Sun. Um, obviously, he hasn't had the best season so far, but that hat-trick the other week just reminded, I think, us all of how good he really is. I mean, he had a bit of a disappointing performance against Arsenal. Not that I'm complaining. But um, yeah, I think Sun, you just got to go Sun here. Uh, what do you think, Ollie? Being a Sun owner, I hope you're right. But I, I personally, in my list, I had him down in seventh. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who are you going for um, fourth then? Fourth? No, sorry, I'm going fifth. fifth, sorry. Fifth. Right. Um, Leandro Trossard. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, so obviously this there, there was a there was a bit of doubt in my mind with the new um with the new manager coming in at Brighton. But Trossard, I mean, scoring a hat trick. You can do that at Anfield. Yeah, you can't you can't argue with that. I think the 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 manager they've got, clearly the Brighton owners and uh have done their homework on him. He's come in. It seems like a seamless change. The lineup was pretty much the same. They played basically the same, but a bit more attacking. I'd I'd say. Yeah. Um. They took a few more risks, but if anything, for someone like Trossard, that's just going to aid him. He's been on fire this season. He has um, already five goals, two assists, uh, same as Madison. I think over he's the, brilliant. Over the last five games, he has eight points, six points, two points, twelve, and then ten. Which has been absolutely yeah. uh, sorry, actually twenty. Sorry, he got last game. Um, and as you'll find out on this week's um, preview episode, I actually put him on the bench. But um, wait and find out, see what happened there. Uh, following on from him, I'm going to go for my guy Martinelli. Um, okay, he has 43 total points this season, three goals and two assists. Um, looking forward to this weekend against Trent. Obviously, I mean, I don't want to make him a scapegoat, but that's a that's a good matchup for Martinelli there. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if he finished top five in all in all midfielders this season. I really wouldn't. Um, he's one of these midfielders which is down as a midfielder, but realistically is playing as like a left winger slash striker. Uh, what do you reckon, Ollie? Yeah, I'm 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 happy with having him there. I I actually didn't have him there. Um, you had him high. I had, I no, I had. Um, actually, what, what what was that sixth for you? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have him in sixth, but I had someone else, someone else before him, who I'll put in next. Who are you going? Saka. I just yes. think. Yes. I just think. So I I I personally would rather have Saka than um interesting Mar- than Marseille just for the pens. Yeah, it's a good um, point. That there was that's the only difference really for me. I think Marcelli from open play probably does a bit more, but I'm just thinking across a across a you know a few games. There's gonna be a pen in there probably. Yeah, and they, and they alternate. Saka puts it away. They're alternating corner takers as well, which is quite handy. Yeah. But yeah, I've got Saka, and I I don't know if I if I don't know if I'd swap him for Marcelli, but uh, I, I'm very happy with him going seventh there. Following on from that, uh, I'm gonna go for Bernardo. Yeah. Yeah, um, Bernardo, since uh, that Newcastle game, he started every game for City. And as I mean, I don't want to rehash the things I said about Foden. Consistent starters for this City team, is uh, they're just going to be absolutely unloading points. Who have you got for number nine, Ollie? Number nine, I've got Raheem Sterling. Interesting, interesting. Um, obviously, Chelsea with their, with their new man, Graham Potter. Um, I can just see sort of almost similarities. That I don't know who this is really offensive to. Um, okay. but I can see similarities between Sterling and Trossard um, <laughs> of just playing on that left wing and okay. getting goals. Mm. So I just, I just think obviously Trossard was doing so well under Potter, especially this season when he sort of blew up. Um, yeah. And I can just see Raheem Sterling being that same sort of outlet for Chelsea of they're looking for a goal and Sterling will provide it. Yeah. I wonder how he's going to work with the Bamiyang up top there as well. Yeah, could, I mean, could... when you think about it, it's frightening pace, but... Yeah, following on from Sterling, I've got to go for Salah, really. I mean, it'd be a shame if he didn't make the top 10. Uh, yeah. Again, obviously having... A, well, he's having a poor season this season by his standards, but um, he has the same amount of points as Martinelli, uh, 43 total points. Uh, I, I, I'm not too worried about him. I mean, I think Liverpool are going to fix up, as we've said, but um, having him in around 10th is surprising. I mean, if you told me before the season that Trossard would be ranked... Uh, ranked much higher than him I would I mean I would have told you a liar uh, number 11 Ollie Miguel Almiron wow yeah one wonder goal um, no it's it's he's he's been he's got 37 points so far this season yeah um, so he's up there for one of the highest I think he must be well he's in the top 15 definitely point scoring midfielders and like I've said, Newcastle just have really good fixtures coming up. And I think with Wilson back, St. Maximan's coming back as well. That front three, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Wilson or, I mean, Isaac's out injured at the moment. So it yeah. will be Wilson starting for a bit. But I, I mean, I put Almiron down as one of my oddballs a few weeks ago. And I was saying, I was sort of calling upon him to really step up. Mm. Um, and watching just watching him in the, in the Fulham game this weekend gone, he re- he really was very dangerous. Really, um, so I just think with with the creativity of Saint Maximum back and uh, and Wilson there helping out as well, taking some of the attention off him, I think Almiron will be will be there at the back post to put some away. Yeah, uh, following on from Almiron, uh, I'm going to go for Marcus Rashford. Um, obviously, just played City and didn't get really get kick of the ball. 
However, um, at this season, I mean, he's already basically matched his tally from last season. Last season, he managed four goals and two assists. This season, he already has three goals and two assists. Um, this this uh, this United team, statistically as well, I've been doing some research for them for the main podcast. They're 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 looking a lot more. They they are really high on their pressing, obviously, with Ten Hag. And I can really see Rashford picking up this season. What do you reckon, Ollie? Yeah, he's 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 benefited a lot with the uh, Martial injury that he's been able to play as yeah, their number nine. It's going to be interesting now. Martial coming back, obviously netted two goals in the Manchester derby. Yeah, um, I would expect him to come back and play as that number nine. And Anthony's going to stay on that right-hand wing. It's going to be Rashford or Sancho now on that left wing. And mm. it's going to be, personally for me, I think Sancho will start over Rashford there. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I think obviously Rashford is a very good option to have. Yeah. I mean, they've got rotation, so this should be fine for them. Um, who have you got at number 13? Uh, number 13, I've got Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> um Four goals this season. He's been he's been brilliant for me in my uh, my fantasy team. Um, Thirty three points so far. He's got Leeds at home, Leicester away, Wolves at home in his next three. I'm just thinking that's he's scoring in all of those games. Yeah. When you know we do we do our no brainer section. And I think he's he's that for Palace every single week because he's the he's the man there. He is the man. He is the man. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to talk about Palace on uh, this week's episode coming out tomorrow. Um, their upcoming fixtures are really nice, as you mentioned, Ollie. Uh, number fourteen, though, I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm going for Granite Xhaka. What? Yeah, Xhaka. Uh, right. As as we're going to mention on the on the main podcast. I mean, Ollie, mate, you went you went Tariq Mitchell in the top fifteen defenders. So uh, yeah, anyway. but I like oh, okay. I, uh, I, I all I'm thinking is is there's there's a better attacking talent than Granite Xhaka still about. No, you're right, but I know you're absolutely right. However, I think that um, listen, Granit Xhaka over the last couple of games, obviously everyone's everyone's talking about the redemption arc. Um, but this season he's got two goals and three assists. He's eleventh highest scoring midfield. Um, he's fourth in fourth highest in shot creating actions at Arsenal, more than Odegaard, and and only one less than Jesus. Um, he's got thirty total, so he's really up there in sort of the creative aspect of Arsenal. Um, and obviously seeing him getting that gold in North London Derby, that's big. I don't think he'll be able to maintain this. However, I think it would be disrespectful to not have him in the top 15 power rankings for midfielders at the moment. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think other players like, you know, you could even say a Rodrigo from from Leeds. These other sort of players could, could de- are definitely more attractive fantasy assets in the long term. But, I mean, I mean, we still haven't put Luis Diaz on the board here. But you know, I think uh, I think Jacob for now, for this week, if, if, if even if this is the only week, uh, he's got it. Here. <laughs> you just want him in there. <laughs> who are you who are you going for at fifteen then? All I'm bringing I'm bringing it back down to earth and someone that you just mentioned, Luis Diaz. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, him on that left hand side for Liverpool really, really has been a shining light for them this season. In what has been a very poor season for them so far, Salah's obviously been doing a bit on the right hand side, but not not anything as good, I'd say, as Luis Diaz. Yeah. Um, so I think he's really the one. If if I could take any of the, those Liverpool players, I'd probably want him in my team. Yeah. Um, nice. I mean, no Anthony in that top fifteen. Um, no, not any yet. Other, any other honourable mentions that you wanna you wanna, sh- you wanna put out there? Yeah, Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen. Okay. So, so we obviously we obviously did this trade, um, and there was one bit of key information I I didn't let on um, to you okay. about Jared Bowen, and <laughs> that was that 
He, um, he, I think it was an injury he sustained in preseason, just like a little niggle that sort of was, you know, annoying yeah. him. Okay. And uh, David Moyes said that he reckoned at the end of this um, this uh, international break, Bowen yeah. would be back fully fit. So he got asked about it over the international break, and he said, "Yeah, Bowen's going to be back to his best when he comes back." And he really was last week. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, he was back to what he was like last season. He got a goal and assist. Um, and I would expect him to carry on with that form now for the rest of the season. Nice. With the backing of Moisey. But anyway, moving on to the strikers. So since you went um, first last time, Ollie, I'll be going first here. Can I guess? Does um, he wear sky blue? <laughs> Um, yes, I will indeed be going for Solomon Rondon. No, I'll be going for Haaland, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Erling Haaland, uh, I don't want to just repeat whatever you're, you know, seeing in the newspapers, hearing on TalkSport, etc., etc. Um, 96 total, total fantasy points already is absolutely ridiculous. Um, He's a freak. Yeah, I feel like that, that was destined. Who are you going for number two, Ollie? Uh, Harry Kane. Nice. He's second highest for points scored uh, for strikers with 56. He's got some good fixtures, Brighton away, Everton home, United away. I just think it's a sort of, you know, the, the sensible choice. Yeah. Following him, I'm also going to keep it sensible and go for Gabriel Jesus. Wow. Um, yeah. Electric talent up top. Uh, he's got the third highest XG in the league, 5.2. Uh, he scored five. I really think that Arsenal's fortunes are going to be great with him in the side. Um, and as as we mentioned, Leeds leads away, Southampton away, and Forest at home coming up. He should be looking to get a goal or two. Um, number four, Ali. Pains me to say, but Ivan Tony, <laughs> five goals, two assists this season. He's what third, forty eight points for strikers this season. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle away, Brighton home, Chelsea at home. I just think Brentford are a top team, um, and Ivan Tony really is the jewel in their crown. Um, and he's just, he's, I mean, he's now added set pieces, free kicks to his uh, repertoire um, on top of his penalties. So yeah. I'd expect, I expect him to be in the, go- you know, you see Brentford 1-0, you're expecting Tony in there somewhere. Exactly. Uh, following on from him, I'm going to go for Bobby Firmino. Wow. Who is not someone that I thought would have thought I'd be putting in the top five strikers at the beginning of the season. Obviously, he got two goals against Brighton. Uh, he's got five goals in the league so far. I don't know how long he's going to stay in this team. I, Ollie, what do you think? I mean, obviously they've got Nunes, but um, they're, they're looking for points here, basically, Liverpool. And yeah. they're not at a point where they're going to be dropping Firmino if he's playing well. No, the, the, the thing is, is with the Liverpool team right now, is almost what you'd expect it to be if you wrote it down on a piece of paper is not where it actually needs to be. Like the team's just not working. If that makes, you know, Robertson at left back doesn't, just doesn't seem after. So you're going to have to play Simica. Darwin Nunes coming for big money and at striker doesn't seem to be at it, but Bobby Firmino's doing a great job. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a head scratcher, but I think, I think Firmino, at least for now, will be the starting nine for Liverpool. I don't see how Darwin Nunes can suddenly come back and be like, hey, I need to play when Firmino's doing such a great job. Exactly. Uh, who are you going for next? So I'm going to go for Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Uh, he's got Forrest away next. Um, and even though it was a nil-nil in the uh, Villa-Leeds game, 
Uh, I think Villa had just over an expected goals of just over two, and Ollie Watkins was everywhere in the box that game. So many shots, so many setting up for the goals that you know hit the post and things like that. So I just think give him a bit more time, and this when it clicks, it's going to be there. You are a big Ollie Watkins guy. I love him. <laughs> I think he's a great player. Um, for me, what well, what you know, he can just do everything. Yeah. Well, not everything, but he can do it. Can't score goals. Know. Well, he's got he's got one. <laughs> um, moving on to number six, it's gonna be Mitrovic, obviously. Yeah, I feel like I should take let you take the floor here, Ollie. Um, what's happening with his injury? So yeah, the only reason I put Watkins ahead of Mitrovic is just because of this injury. Yeah. Um, so he obviously came off in the Serbia game uh, where he, he'd already scored. Um, he came off came yeah he scored four in two games he got a hat trick like it's fine um, <laughs> but yeah so he he basically came off uh, with an injury we're all very worried and then it looked like he was perfectly fine he was in training um, and then 36 minutes into the Newcastle game he just sits down no. and we're all we all start panicking and he comes off and Vinicius comes on uh, who did he, he played well to be fair? Sam Vinicius Jr. I wish. Um, so I think he, I mean, he'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a long term injury either. If they thought he had the potential to play in this game on the weekend and he's had to come off. Um, so I would think maybe he doesn't play this weekend, but and he has a full actual week off. Um, but I, I, it, I wouldn't worry. Yeah. I just, maybe this weekend he may not play. You, you said that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry. No, trying <laughs> to convince myself. Um, yeah. So he, he just, he may not play. Uh, okay. Or if he does, he may come on on the 70th minute or something like that. Or, yeah. you know. Who's coming in at number seven for you, Ollie? Number seven, we are going to go for Danny Welbeck. Nice. Uh, interesting, but nice. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Welbs, obviously, Brighton, as I mentioned before with the Trossard thing, seem to be playing the same system, but slightly more attacking now. Um, and Welbeck, I mean, he's just going to be up there. He's just going to be up and around the goals. I mean, in his last games, he's got two five points uh, for two assists. Love that. Um, so, and, and, you know, he hasn't scored, but he's got four assists this season. And I think that's yeah. just Welbeck now. As I think he he's sort of... <laughs> He's almost hung up the boots in the sense of, I'm not scoring, but all I'll do is run round and give it to people that can actually put the ball in the net, aka yeah. Trochard and Gross. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I just think he'll Brighton will carry on scoring goals by the looks of it, and mm. uh, he'll be he'll be in the action. Following on from him, uh, I'm going to go for Callum Wilson. I expect as the season goes on, and if Callum Wilson is fit, he will be skyrocketing up these power rankings. However, for them, for them, a moment being obviously scored against uh, your your dear Fulham on uh, Ollie, uh, but for the time being, he's just come back from injury, and uh, we'll see how he gets on this season. But an electric player in FPL draft when when fit. Uh, number nine, Ollie, who are you going for? Jamie Vardy. Vards, okay. Now um, Vardy's had a had a bit of a bit of a tough season so far. I think his age is starting to sort of creep in, but he's got three assists so far, and I thought he played really well in the. Uh, in the game, obviously Leicester won 4-0 um, and he wasn't in the goals. But I just think Leicester 
like I said with Madison, they're going to start coming back to form, scoring more goals, and I can see him being in and around it still. Are you not worried about Pat and Dakar? Mm, I mean, Dakar will play, but uh, I think Vardy still, for me, I would think... If, if I'd be more scared as an opposition seeing Vardy starting than Dakar starting at the moment. Or if, you know, say for me playing someone in fantasy, I'd rather see they have Dakar starting up top than Vardy up top. Okay, okay. Uh, to round it all off then, <laughs> to round it all off then, who am I going to go for? Let's go for Brennan Johnson here, Ollie. Yeah. How about that? Um, yeah, I've got him in at 10. Obviously, uh, I nailed, I chose him as my nailed on last week against Leicester. Didn't take advantage of that. Tough loss last night. Uh, Steve Cooker, Steve Cooker, Steve Cooper under pressure now. But Brennan Johnson is one of those players that I think you should have. So that concludes our list. I'm just going to run through them quickly. So top five goalkeepers. Number one, Pope, followed by Edison, Martinez, Ramsdale and Norris. Moving on to the, the defenders. We've got Saliba, Cancelo, Trippier, Dyer, Trent, Diaz, James, Zuma, Gabriel, Dallow, Perisic, Target, Van Dyke, Mitchell, and Ben yeah. White. For the midfielders, we've got Kevin De Bruyne, followed by Foden, Madison, Sun, and Trossard. Then we've got Martinelli, Saka, Bernardo, Sterling, Salah, Almiron, Rashford, and then to round off Zaha, Xhaka, and Diaz. And the top five strikers. Number one, obviously, Erling Haaland, followed by Kane, Jesus, Firmino, Watkins, and Mitrovic, and then Welbeck, Callum Wilson, Vardy, and Brennan Johnson. Right, guys. Uh, so th- those are our power rankings this week. We will put them out on the Twitter. Um, Ollie, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. For taking the time out of your day. We will be doing this every Monday or Tuesday, um, depending on where we can fit it in. Uh, normally, there'll be much punchier, shorter episodes where we'll just discuss the uh, power rankings, etc. But um, yeah, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, see you tomorrow, actually, for when the main preview show comes out. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye.